your Facebook has all of like everything can be that kind of magical epic sort of stuff instead yeah. of just you've said the word magical like five well, times I feel like that's the kind of shit that people put on their coupley photos oh, a it's lot, all that right is everything's stuff. magical right it's like it's magical it's wonderful it's enchanting if you're happy with the same old ways of dating if you enjoy sucking at communication and you have no desire to improve your romantic life then our podcast might not be for you but if you want some out of the box ideas to deepen your current relationships broaden your sexual horizons develop a better understanding of yourself or learn more about non-monogamy then you've come to the right place i'm jace i'm emily and i'm dedeker and this is the multi-amory podcast On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're talking about the effects of social media on your relationships and some of the unique challenges presented to non-monogamous relationships. Social media, what a millennial topic to cover. I know, right? Sorry, I really like being a millennial and hating on millennials at the same time. <laughs> Wait, are we technically a, mil- a millennial a yeah, we, millennial oh, crowd? I guess we are. Yeah. We, we are? We are the definition of millennials. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm like... A little closer to the the borderline a before that. A bit closer, but, but, yeah. but which you're is still, what, like Generation X. Uh, I think I mean, you're a Gen Y, or, or you're not a Gen Y, but that was what you'd I be thought, close to. I thought the Gen Y was kind of ended up not being one that stuck. I think it sticks in some places. Hmm. I didn't intend to open up with a conversation about generations, yeah. but so I thought the cutoff okay. was like 1980 was the cutoff for. Well, you're close for but not like being Gen Generation X. X. I think. But then the cutoff for millennials was something else. But I don't know. I feel like it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. So whatever. You're, you're definitely a millennial. Anyway, just yes. embrace it. If you're not, no, if I'm, you're I'm not a, technically, you look young enough yeah, to look be a millennial because like you look That's like true. a tiny, tiny boy. <laughs> you look 26 or something. Oh, yeah. Little true. do they know. Little do they know. Actually, 45. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, social uh, media. What a millennial topic to cover. Yeah. As I was saying. <laughs> totally. So this. We brought this up a little bit last week when we were talking about long-distance relationships, but we realized this comes up often enough in people's questions and has been, you know, uh, a significant issue in our own lives, in our relationships, that it's worth having a whole episode just about It's something that pretty much most of the other poly books out there don't really talk about, at least not explicitly. Um, I mean, I know when I was was writing... talk about it? Well, when I was writing the Smart Girls Guide to Polyamory, I tried to acknowledge it as much as possible throughout the text. Um, but yeah, like none, like the ethical slut doesn't really talk about it. More than two doesn't really talk about it, and it's definitely this new crazy thing that it feels like we're for the past ten or twenty years still constantly scrambling to kind of keep up with and figure out all the new etiquette and rules for social media and mm-hmm. it's something that affects everybody's perception of relationships not just people who are in non-monogamous or multi-partner relationships yeah i think it's it's interesting too how like the dating advice just in general about social media and like texting for example has changed oh yeah but i remember you know when texting was a newer thing and also like you know AIM or uh-huh. maybe ICQ for those of you who MSN been doing this for a while MSN yeah. Messenger what the hell whatever. is ICQ oh ICQ was in the old and olden days it's like it was the predecessor pre- to, yeah, it was like pre-AIM to AIM yeah. instant messaging service yeah. um, but anyway with all of those sorts of text based messaging and even just email like having convenient quick messaging with people 
like uh, you know a lot of the advice was about just kind of saying don't use it at all just it's this it. terrible thing yeah. that makes your communication go badly and i remember having a lot of miscommunications over aim when i was in college mm. and when i look back at that and then i look at now i feel like in general i have a lot fewer miscommunications with people via text communication mm. of some sort or another and i think that part of that is that we have culturally developed all of these little cues and shorthands and ways to communicate better our intentions. I think that we, we, we've learned better. I think how we've to learned how to do it better. Over text. I think we've both learned how to interpret it and also what things to put in, like lols and emojis and gifs and stuff like that. Yeah. GIFs. <laughs> um, I went on a date like maybe three years ago, I think, when JSU and I were starting to get into polyamory. Um, I guess maybe would have been longer like ago four years, then. four or yeah. five or something. Yeah. And uh, with a guy who said, like, hey, why don't we not Google each other? <laughs> Which is an interesting idea that, like, you have the internet at your fingertips now, and you can I just, just Google as soon as someone says, hey, let's not do that. I'm like, what are you hiding? <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, well, and it ended up being someone who I've talked about on the show before at a certain um, live show where I read his very incriminating oh. text message to me later, yeah, but I should have known that that was a red flag. Yeah. I yes, yeah I suppose but I've also had the experience recently of going on dates like actually honestly my first date with my partner Alex mm-hmm. he was like yeah like I listened to a couple episodes of your podcast and then I kept listening to it and then I was like I need to stop listening to this because Aww. this is also going to be weird like heading to a first date having like cyber this person and so like for him it was like he kind of stalked to a point and then decided to stop sure interesting yeah and yeah I think like I don't know it feels like people come down on both sides of the fence on that of either like just hold off on like trying to check out any of the social media of anyone you might be going on a date with or some people are like no dude check it out like use it as a tool in helping you evaluate whether you should if go on a date with this person or, or not. Yeah. 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 Well that's the thing like once upon a time this never would have been a thing that people would have been able to do I, I want to have a little... Can I have a little PSA real quick? Yeah. About, about cyberstalking. So PSA away. This is... Uh, has to do with your privacy online, if this is something that you're concerned about. And um, this happened to me. So I met someone on OkCupid quite a while ago. And we messaged each other a little bit. And then kind of nothing more came of that. And then maybe six months later or something, she sent me a message on Facebook. And we're not mm-hmm. Facebook friends. We didn't know each other... Uh, didn't even have many mutual friends. Maybe we had one or two. Um, and in talking to her later, I found out the way that she did this, and this is a normal thing that she does, is she takes your pictures from oh, your yeah. dating profile and then does a reverse image oh, no. search on dudes, Google. Dudes on Tinder do that shit all the time. Right, to like find you on other social media, because yeah. if you've used those same pictures anywhere yeah. else. So if this is something you're concerned about, be sure that whatever you use on your Tinder or on your OkCupid or whatever are pictures that you don't use anywhere else online. Yeah. Uh, because Yikes. it's super easy to find you. Oh yeah, no, that's happened yeah. to me all the time, and I feel honestly, I feel huh. like that's probably a common experience mm-hmm. of people. At least I th- feel like I hear about it more on the female side of like well, like yeah. like I, Tinder or Bumble, where it's set up in such a way that you can't just like click on somebody and message them right away. That like people will grab your image, right. reverse look you up, and then try to send you a message through your social media because there's not an obstacle there of like right. having to be matched. Right. Which really also, gets my on, goat. On, Let me just get on my soapbox about that well, within your Twitter PSA. Too. On Twitter, too, when people 
when people link to their Instagram, mm. you're just saying, here's all my social networking Tinder. for free. On Tinder. On Tinder, yes. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. Yeah. On Tinder, when you link to your Instagram, it's like, yeah, here's my other thing mm-hmm. that's not stopping you from messaging me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of uh, undermining the whole kind of premise of Tinder. Well, right? who is undermining? The, the person linking their social media or the asshole who knows what the premise is and decides to message you on your social media anyway? Are we victim sure. blaming here? I think. Are that, we getting into PSAs within hmm, PSAs within hmm, PSAs? Maybe, but I think <laughs> that if that's something you're concerned about, like don't link your Instagram. It's you're you're so easily enabling someone to do that. I just that line of arguing just makes me nervous. So, are you saying that by linking my Instagram to my Tinder account, I'm asking for it? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That I'm asking. I'm saying for you're making it a lot to... easier for guys to do that to you. Hmm. We've maybe had we this conversation educate, many maybe times. Maybe we should before. just educate men about well, not harassing yeah. women. That's true. That's what, what a I thought. come down what on. A what a novel idea. What a novel idea. But sure, but I will say, mm. Dedeker, anyone who wants to look you up is going to find out what well, you okay, well, naked I have within a, thirty a, seconds. A somewhat unique situation where yes. people don't even have to reverse image search me; they can just search my first name. <laughs> yeah, yep, and there I am. You're easy so, to find. Yep. Yes. Anyway, let's bring this back to social media. We well, kind of digged in, started digging into this a little bit, right? So the first topic we wanted to cover is this creeping on potential partners, right? And I actually we use the word creeping. <laughs> Mostly to avoid using the word stalking, because I think mm-hmm. that, like, we actually, from a language standpoint, we should be better about distinguishing when stalking mm. is unhealthy versus when it is, like, sure. checking out someone's Facebook profile. Because we kind of use the word stalking very cavalierly, like, oh, yeah, I stalked your Facebook profile, or I stalked your Twitter, or whatever, sure. when, like, actual stalking really is a, is a more terrible scary, thing and a more scary thing. thing. Yeah. Um, so that's why we use creeping, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or poking like about. the Radiohead song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> Sorry to creep. Second, not too. creeping, uh-huh. but creep. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so how do we feel about that? Because I set up, you know, that some people say, like, no, you should do that. That should be part of your factor in deciding whether or not to go out on a date with someone. And then mm-hmm. other people are like, no, no, like, let there be some mystery. Let yourself find out about somebody organically. I mean, I generally think that the advice is pretty sound of being like, do at least a cursory Google search mm. of someone you're going out with. Um, yeah. Especially if you you know if you have mutual friends or something in common, I would personally worry about it less. Um, but otherwise, you know, sure, just check it out, <laughs> see what's going on, just so you're not walking into some super surprising thing. What are the kind of things that you look for when you like creep on somebody's social media before you go on a date with them? Um, How beautiful their Instagram <laughs> profile is. I no, try to I'm look kidding, at candid photos of them. Uh, you know, yeah. like non-tailored photos, if they have any available on Facebook, just to see, like, yeah, even when they're not in control of what angle the selfie is at, do oh. they still look good? Oh. Which makes me sound really superficial. I feel like I feel like a thing for me, and and you can't always find this. It depends if they have a blog that's publicly viewable, or if they're okay with being Facebook friends or something before you go out. But uh, for me, it's like the tone of the stuff they post. Uh, yeah. If they complain a lot, if like the the predominant thing they do is complain on their social media, then I yeah. might go in with a little bit of like, "Hey, it's nice to get to know you, but I'm not sure this would work out." Mm-hmm. Just for me personally, mm-hmm. I, I kind of I I don't want that kind of negative attitude in my life. Yeah. Um, what about you, Em? Um. I, yeah, I definitely think that I've I've Facebook stalked people for sure. Uh-huh. Or sorry, creep. Yeah, creeped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Instagram and all of that, and it, you know, it, sometimes people have websites now. Wow! You can go and like, 
Well, no, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, some of the people who I'm dating definitely have websites of themselves. Sure, just like personal websites. Totally, yeah. and then you can go on there, see if they've written anything, mm. like, if they've taken any pretty pictures mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know, I mean, I, I enjoy doing that from time to time, for sure. It can give you and some... also, after, like, the first date as well, sure. if yeah. you're interested, or if you just met someone randomly... I've met people at parties, and I'm like, oh, shit, i got to go home and see and what's, see what's what, happening what their deal is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've all become these cyber sleuths. Well, so no. <laughs> an interesting one for this, for non-monogamous people, is is creeping on someone to try to see if they're poly or not. Like, maybe you kind of suspect they might be, but you don't what know the, for but sure. But unless they're super overt and out and, like, posting links well, to articles the thing. and shit like, like that. That's the thing. It's like, I've definitely, I've definitely looked at someone's posting pictures and been like, hmm. <laughs> like, they're not overt about this. Like, But I do notice they have a number of couple looking pictures with more than one person that seem to overlap. Mm. And I'm like, maybe they're just real close <sighs> friends. And you like never know always, for sure. I feel like there's always burning in the past. Sure, I feel like just confirmation bias gets in there. That's true. You want it you know, to be true. If you really true. want it to be true. <laughs> I've definitely done that in the past where I'm mm. like, well, maybe, like, maybe this is his two girlfriends or whatever. And then it hasn't been <laughs> true. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, this actually leads right. us into our next topic, mm-hmm. yeah. which is doing the same thing, but for your metamors. Yeah. yeah, or for somebody that like yeah. your partner just started dating, things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Usually, it's a newer partner of your partner. Which I kind of I go back and forth on that as well. Okay, because tell us, tell yeah, us about it. That gets into because it gets into it gets it, yeah it gets into rougher territory because on the one hand, you know I think that like oh like if you're just looking at a metamorph's social media, you're probably just getting like the best highlights of their life, the best looking pictures. So if you have insecurities around a particular metamorph, it's probably going to be just inflamed by looking at their social media. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it also works in the opposite of working serving to humanize that person as well, the same way that a face-to-face meeting does. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes. It can. Yeah. But I mean, that's the issue with social media in general, which I think we're going to continue talking <laughs> about, but that it's it's the like best possible version of yourself. Yeah, it's online. the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. I think for yeah. me it's like Okay, so if my partner's like gone out on a couple dates with somebody and I like I have no idea what this person looks like or sure. anything, like I want to be able to see their social media to at least see what this person looks like and then maybe back off after that. Because it's kind of like if my I brain's... think a lot of people don't have that same no, impulse control. Though. I know, yeah. I know. But if yeah. you think about it, if you don't know what this person looks like, and if your brain goes to creating like the most perfect person, the mm-hmm. most perfect threatening person you can think of, and then you see what they actually look like, and you're like, oh, okay, that's what they actually look like—a little bit grounded in reality. But well, then, what if they're stunning? Oh gosh, then it's even worse. I don't know. I don't know. That it's that Schrodinger's cat yeah, <laughs> of metamorphs on social media. I I tend to go more to the don't don't do so much of the mm. metamorph thing because it's 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 i guess it's one thing if you're you know becoming friends with this person and yeah. getting to know well, them then it's like it's sure it's you want to know what's, what's yeah what's going on in their life um, <laughs> but if it is just like you really don't have much of a relationship with this person then mm. at least for me my preference is to just be like you know they're gonna do their own thing and i'm gonna focus on my partners and my friends instead of obsessing over what I think this person may or may not mm. be doing or what they may be like. Yeah. This, uh, we talked about this a while ago. I can't remember what the episode was, but um, about some studies that had been published about showing that when people spend time on Facebook, 
they tend to come away with a lower self-esteem yeah, and less happiness. Yeah. They found that like sure. people who take a week off of Facebook tend to be much happier. Yeah, and have higher self-esteem. Yeah, and less stuff depressed. Like that. Yeah. Because of like social mm-hmm. comparison theory and things exactly. like that. Exactly. Because you're seeing this highlight reel of everyone else's life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you're like, here I am sitting, you know, eating a bag of chips and <laughs> <laughs> browsing Facebook <laughs> while everyone else is like, you know, hiking, killing and and, yeah, <laughs> doing these awesome things. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, to say that your metamors potentially doing that that probably could yeah. lead to maybe some bad self esteem well, like potentially. Just, I mean, I think just having an awareness of that can be helpful. That's true. Of yeah. Like, yeah. Knowing that you're dipping into this person's life, but understanding that it's probably going to be a good parts only yeah. version of their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. And our our five or what was it? Our tactics to tame jealousy. Not to necessarily like use that comparison thing, right? Yeah, don't compare your weak points against comparison. someone else's great points. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard yeah. to not do on social media. Just yeah. the nature of the beast. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's addictive. So, That's why yes. it keeps us coming back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Dedeker, you had talked about sometimes people that you know uh, kind of getting into or reading into or misinterpreting <sighs> social media posts. Well, I think which we're I really all guilty of this. Because of this nature of creeping on somebody's social media, you, like, de facto end up in that sleuth role of, like, piecing (laughs) together all the clues. Exactly. It's like, well, this means this, and they posted about this, so that must mean that their political opinions mean this. Or they posted about this, and are they referring to a date that they went on with my partner the other night? Is that what it means? You know, that I think it can be very easy for us to, as we're trying to piece together a person that we don't know very well, whether that's a potentially new partner or a metamor that we haven't met yet, that we can kind of like over um, obsess and like apply a lot of meaning to like the clues we find on somebody's social media that may not necessarily be the case. Yeah. Okay. But what I think Emily was trying to bring us to is that this isn't just with new partners, Mm -hmm. that this kind of reading into or maybe overanalyzing or just misinterpreting social media posts happens also with our longer term partners as oh, well. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and this is those kind of things of like, well, you know, I'm dating this person and they told me this, but then I saw on his social media that he tagged his other partner in a post and then when I looked at his social media he said this other thing Mm -hmm. and now it's making me question right like you can Mm -hmm. see how this can get out of hand really quickly Um, and this one I think is big because this is not just kind of oh yeah yeah I get it like stalking people online whatever this is like something that supposedly this is what social media is for is kind of knowing what people in your life are up to whether it's your partners or whatever but sure. then we end up in this problem where if you feel like you're not getting the whole story, mm-hmm. you're going to try to look deeper to find this this story that you're not getting. So this reminds me of kind of a larger communication phenomenon in general, which is, I mean, can be very roughly boiled down to indirect versus direct communication. That's, that's kind of reductive, but <laughs> that's kind of what it comes down to. And the idea that some people, and particularly some cultures, communicate more indirectly, and some hmm. cultures communicate uh-huh. more directly. And I feel like we see the same phenomenon in the way that people use so- social media, because like sometimes 
people post things on social media and there's they're not trying to hide some kind of subtext like they're not <laughs> vague booking like you know maybe they are just posting a link to a music video just because they saw it that day and they think it's cool they're not trying to like make some kind of statement about what's going on in their life and their relationships but the th- but the problem is that some people do do that like right. some people do do the vague booking or like leaving something really cryptic or mm-hmm. like you know or some kind of passive communication that does mean something and so i think that like people start to get confused because they don't know what kind of communication this person um, employs and or how they employ it on their social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's man. Like this is one that's definitely. I feel like I feel like this, at least in my experience with people that I know, tends to happen less often with a partner who you see a lot and are very close with. Mm-hmm. And this tends to happen more with the partners that you might only see once a week or something like that where you don't have quite as much like everyday goings-on communication as you do with someone that you might be seeing like four days a week or something like that or someone you live with so you may read into something just because you don't know them as well and maybe not as frequent of communication yeah yeah Yeah. that you're not getting all this sort of you have to fill in the blanks yourself to a certain degree yeah exactly and that sometimes especially if you're in a state where you're feeling either more insecure or feeling a little less trusting because of something, whether that's something in yourself or something that happened in your relationship with that person, it can be really tempting to go into these kind of, yeah, sleuthing. Just kind of like read into everything. Yeah, reading into everything and trying to find this hidden meaning because you're not getting enough yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Well, on that note... (laughs) (laughs) For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their site specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store, and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's MULTI, M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. Okay, so So, I think, yeah, the big obvious one with social media is that obviously people really use social media to provide social proof of their relationships. mm -hmm. You know, it's why Facebook came built in with this relationship status module um, where you can declare to the world when you're in a relationship with somebody, when you got engaged with somebody, 
when you're married to somebody, there is the divorce status. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody listing their There's divorce. There's a separated status, status oh, which I there? just saw. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine now Jeez. has separated, okay. and I was like, "People do Yikes. use it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People use it." Yep. But it's challenging when you're in an open relationship because it says in an open relationship with you can just say like there's only one only one partner but there's only one blank the same problem that okcupid has um totally it's like who do you choose you know you shouldn't choose but there's kind of this floating expectation and this expectation does vary depending on the person that like when you're in a relationship with somebody you're gonna make them kind of visible to your social media feed as in like mm-hmm. you'll post selfies together maybe you'll update your relationship status and tag them in it or you'll tag them when you're going to events or maybe you'll even you'll write post on each other's you'll post on each other's wall or you, you maybe you'll even straight up write mm-hmm. you know statuses about them things like that and so of course this can present a problem with non-monogamous relationships uh, particularly if you're not out and we'll talk more about coming out of the closet mm-hmm. on social media a little bit later yes yeah Oh, just I, I recall a couple years ago, um, a co-worker of mine, I was kind of counseling her through some stuff with polyamory because her boyfriend was dating her and another girl, and that girl really enjoyed selfies and really enjoyed posting stuff on social media, so it would always look like the other girl was the more visible mm-hmm. one, even though this chick felt as though she were the more in the more primary position, which is interesting. It's like sometimes it's out of your control entirely. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and that could definitely be an issue. I think particularly with more strict primary secondary models, where it's like there's clearly one partner who's going to get more of the airtime, as it were, yeah. on social media. Sometimes it may be that like you can't post with any other partner whatsoever um, for various reasons. Like it can bring up a lot of feels. Yeah, well, and like Emily was saying, a lot of it can just have to do with. This, this partner's really into selfies, and so they always think of it, and this other mm. partner's not, yeah. and so they don't get posted as often. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's also that awkward situation if you're if you're in a relationship where you're less out, or if you have a partner who you know gets really sensitive about that, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you're out with your other partner who loves to take selfies mm-hmm. together, and they're taking those, and you're like, ah, like you're worrying, oh man, my partner at, at home who's not mm-hmm. out with me right now might be upset about this. Mm-hmm. There can be a lot of stuff, especially if you're not openly talking about all of this yes. with each of your partners. Yeah. Like, it can yeah. be a lot of a burden to to carry around yeah. with you is worrying about who's getting shown and who's yeah. not. and it can be not even yeah. just about, like, how your partners feel, because different partners can feel different things about seeing social media posts mm-hmm. with metamors or whatever. Um... But for a lot of people, it is about, I'm going to have to answer some pointed questions for my friends and family if I'm posting a selfie with one woman this week and then a selfie with another partner mm-hmm. the other week, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, which leads yeah. us to our discussion of, of course, like, choosing to be out of the closet or not really dictates what you do choose to post uh, post on social media. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this is something that, you know, this is not a new problem, right? This is something that, you know, especially the gay community has had to deal with this for quite a while of if you're not out for whatever reason, whether it's fear of your family's reactions or fear of losing a job or, you know, whatever it is for you, that while your partner, at least at first, might be okay with that and understanding about it, 
it is hard. It does take a toll on that partner who's being hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that one of the challenges that's kind of unique to non-monogamy, though, compared to just same-sex relationships, is that not only are you getting hidden, but someone else might not be. Yeah, yeah. that like you might be mm. getting hidden, but somebody else is getting highlighted, right. as it were. Yeah. Right. You know, and uh, I think this happens often, especially if a couple started out monogamous mm-hmm. and like on Facebook or on social media, they have the appearance of being monogamous. Yeah. And so that means that, you know, if you're this person's other partner and maybe this couple isn't out of the closet or whatever, that that means that like you don't get any of the pictures or any of the tags on Facebook and that this other partner yeah. does. Right. Yeah. And, and may, that, like maybe going into it, you may understand that, but it still doesn't make it feel any less that's shitty, wearing. I think yeah, it can be wearing over time. Yeah. And Absolutely. I think the important part here is to really be aware of that. Cause I've definitely found that a lot of people who, you know, they might feel like they have very good reasons for not being out. And they probably do have very good reasons for that. But because of that, they can often underestimate how hard that can be for the person who's being hidden or who's mm-hmm. never being posted totally. about and who mm-hmm. kind of has to always be mindful of what they post on Facebook and not tag you and stuff. That that is hard for them and they might understand your reasons might be so logical and might be good but it's still going to be hard and Mm, i've definitely seen people who are just kind of not aware of that and don't sort of have the level of understanding and respect for what you're really asking of someone to be in a relationship with you Mm. if you're not going to be out in that way yeah Uh, Mm. so just to be aware of it so that you can be understanding and have those kinds of honest conversations Mm -hmm. about it So, in summary... Yeah, so what the heck do we do with all this information? (laughs) Well, definitely talk about it. I think that's the thing. Even in long-term relationships, I don't know if I ever sat down with any of my partners and said, like, okay, so how out are we going to be here on social media with other people? Is it a problem if I post with someone Mm -hmm. else? Is that cool with you? Like, my expectation is X. What is yours? Yeah, definitely. Always just having those very direct conversations about these things i would say the the thing and this this comes up in like the conversations that we've had before about creating agreements with your partners Mm -hmm. is that something to be aware of here is that whether or not you have a primary relationship or you've come from a monogamous relationship to polyamory this is not just a two-person conversation Mm -hmm. where the two of you are kind of setting the rules for everyone else uh, that this is, there are a lot of other people involved here. Yeah. And so it's kind of having it be an ongoing conversation. That yeah. it's not just something with you decide once and yeah, you make rules. Yeah. But this is something like we could talk about how do you feel about those things? How do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. And then I could talk to another partner and you could talk to another partner. How do you feel? Where do you lie about it? And then we'd come back and this would sort of be an ongoing process. It's not like everyone has to sit down and have a committee meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that would be cute. Something I've found that's been helpful for me is kind of finding, just in general with relationships, with sort of what are my standards and like what are the things that I want to be able to practice in my life rather than, oh, well, hey, I want to date you. Here's the rules that I have mm-hmm. because of somebody else. Yeah. Or, like, here are the things I do because this other person requests them. It's more yeah. just every relationship I can come into with, hey, here's kind of where I stand on whatever it is, whether it's safe sex, whether it's 
um, posting on social media, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the amount of time I spend with my partners or who I want to live with or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, that it kind of comes from like, here's kind of my thing. <laughs> like, here's my thing. And it's, it's up to you whether, whether you're into those things or not, mm-hmm. I guess, whether that's yeah. okay for you rather than feeling like, do you have specifics of like, like specifically with social media, like if you were sitting down to talk to somebody sure. about, well, like, like we talked about last week is that, my my general thing is that I don't put that I'm in a relationship with anybody because yeah. on Facebook I only have the one option to put that mm-hmm. and I'm increasingly disillusioned with the idea of whoever I'm in a romantic relationship with being important and who my friends are being less important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with all of that, my thing is just like if, if an important part of a relationship to you is having me put in a relationship with so-and-so, not going to happen. <laughs> like yeah. That's just not something that I do on my social media. And then also posting like very couple-y uh, stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I'll definitely post pictures with partners and I'll also post pictures with friends. Mm-hmm. But not so um, couple-centric, you mean? Yeah, not putting a lot of the... I've actually moved away from sort of the hashtag boyfriend or hashtag girlfriend or hashtag couple, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of identifying with that and instead being like, I'm doing this thing with this person. Yeah. (laughs) And you might assume they're all my partners (laughs) or you might assume they're all my friends, but that's kind of on you rather than kind of making that choice like, oh, am I you know, am I identifying as a couple with this person, but not with this other? Does that mean this person's more important than this other person? So I tend to take a little bit of a, um, kind of less is more approach there, Mm -hmm. but that's just my approach. There are other people who instead want to use the hashtag boyfriend, hashtag girlfriend with Mm -hmm. all their partners and like really go all out with that. Well, I think the point of that being that just, just talk to everybody that you're involved with because some people put a lot of importance on this and some people don't. Yeah. Some people put, like you know don't care about being tagged in in a relationship status but they do care about like but i do want to feel like you can share my existence with your friends and family Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and some people are going to be more upset by seeing you post pictures of you with somebody else than others will be Mm -hmm. and it's kind of up to you to decide and navigate and figure out those individual situations yeah yeah Yeah, but that it's an ongoing conversation but i think that this is another situation as far as the like posting pictures with other partners Mm -hmm. thing goes i think this is another thing where the the concept of being unapologetic unapologetically poly works as well of like if from the beginning of your relationship you're also posting about other partners or other Mm -hmm. people that you're involved with if you do such a thing um right rather than kind of trying to sugarcoat it i guess or yeah i don't know just the usual stuff that we say about being unapologetic right of just yeah don't like if you start dating someone new who's kind of new to polyamory don't all of a sudden start posting less with your other partners because you're worried about easing them into it or something i found that generally that kind of strategy ends up backfiring Mm -hmm. that it's better to just do what you're gonna do and what you're already doing instead of trying to because there's so many moving parts Mm. you know I would say even in a monogamous relationship though if you are going into a relationship and changing a lot of your habits to try to be more appealing to this partner or less threatening to them that's not great either already I I feel like that's a dicey place to start a relationship from and with friends and family like don't necessarily leave them out of all of your posts or just like completely couple centric I'm only going to post with my partner or my partners yeah. also mm-hmm. like bring your friends and family into the mix yeah. that's important 
Totally. Let's not leave anyone out here. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely coming from more of our like a little bit of relationship anarchist roots yeah. of 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 that you don't have to set yourself up in this situation where you elevate all romantic relationships above any non-romantic relationship right. to exactly. the point where those are the only people that get any kind of acknowledgement in your social feed or things like that. Well, I love the idea of having you know having a a Facebook feed or a Twitter feed or whatever. We shouldn't just limit this conversation to Facebook, but um you know of like enjoyed this really magical experience with so-and-so, you know, who is just your friend, or yeah. who's your uh, a family member or something. It's like, we enjoyed this, you know, magical sunset at this place, or <laughs> oh, we had this amazing dinner here with my friend. Mm-hmm. That that, I would love that idea that that, your Facebook has all of like, everything can be that kind of magical, epic sort of stuff instead yeah. of just... You've said the important. word magical like five well, times. because I feel like that's the kind of shit that people put on their couple of photos oh, a lot. It's right? Is everything's stuff. magical, right? It's like, <laughs> it's magical, it's wonderful, it's enchanting. It's like that type of language we use for... That implies that our, our experiences we have with our romantic partners are somehow inherently different or better, better or mm. more magical <laughs> than <laughs> yeah. partners with anyone or than our experiences with anyone else so mm. just i love that idea of kind of having like yeah so i'm gonna saying, post awesome like, selfies sprinkle with some magic friends. into your friends and family relationships yeah spread the magic around yeah 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 don't just save it for you heard it here first folks <laughs> magic yo magic yo magic yo <laughs> well on that note I think this episode's done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a little long. That's fine. Yes. Uh, you guys will get a lot of about social media on this one. Yeah. And speaking of social media, uh, you guys can find our social media. Mm-hmm. If you go to facebook.com slash multiamory, you can follow us on Twitter at multiamory. You can find us on Instagram at multiamory underscore podcast. You can also send us an email at info at multiamory. We do read every single one of every single email that we <laughs> yes. receive and we do respond to them as well even though it might take us a little bit of time um, and if you have a question or a topic that you would like us to discuss on the show the best way to get that to happen is to call and leave a voicemail at our phone number which is 678-MULTI-05 uh, and you can just leave us a voicemail or if you're international you can leave us a Facebook audio message. So if you find the multi-amory page that Dedeker just told you about, you can send um, send a message and then use the audio option to send an audio message to us. To support our show and join our private Facebook community, go to patreon.com slash multi-amory. Multi-amory is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Sotelo-Matlock. Our episodes are edited by Mauricio. Our social media wizard is Will McMillan. Our theme song is Forms I Know I Did by Josh and Anand from the Fractal Cave EP. 